0: Travel Tidbits Podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter.
1: Hello and welcome to the Travel Tidbits Podcast. I'm Selina Coker, your host for Episode 31, Universal for Potter Nerds, Part 2. Joining me again today are my friends and co-agents, Sharon Spurl. Did I pronounce that correctly, Sharon? Uh, it's Spurl. It works. Yep. Okay. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Nope. Nicole Arden and our, our pineapple-in-chief, Jamie Weidel. Hello, ladies. Hi. Thanks for coming Hi. back. Hello. Thanks for coming back to continue our discussion about our obsession with the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Like one of Madame Trelawney's prophecies, Sharon had the foresight to know we would need two full episodes to really get into this nerd fest. If you missed part one, please be sure to listen to that one as well. So let's get started with the At The Core segment. In the previous episode, we explored Diagon Alley in Universal Studios. Universal Orlando Resort has two main theme parks, not including their water park. Each of those two parks has a different side of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which are connected by the Hogwarts Express. Be sure to get a park-to-park ticket if you want to take a ride on the Hogwarts, Hogwarts Express. Highly recommend it. Diagon Alley is in the Universal Studios Park, while Hogsmeade is in Islands of Adventure. Today we are focusing on Hogsmeade. For those of you that are not familiar with Hogsmeade, First of all, what are you doing listening to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Hopefully, if you are not already a fan, you will be after listening to these podcasts. Hogsmeade is the neighboring village next to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Harry and his friends go to Hogsmeade to enjoy Butterbeer at the Three Broomsticks, plot against the Dark Lord, and play pranks in Harry's Invisible Cloak, among other things. Ladies, let's paint a picture if you will for our listeners that have not yet been to the Wizarding World. Let's describe this charming little village a little bit. For me, it's not quite as overwhelming as Diagon Alley because the shops are more quaint and uniform in style. What do you think?
2: So, I think it is cute. So, when you walk into the village, you'll notice that there's snow on the roofs. And when you go during the summer, at least in my opinion, it may be a little hard to picture that you are in this village in the winter time where there's snow, but I have to tell you, when I was there this past February, and I believe we mentioned this in the previous episode, it was so cold we had to buy gloves. And all of a sudden, Hogsmeade really came to life because we're here all bundled up. It was freezing. And now there's snow on the roofs. And it just seemed like it was the perfect setting. Now, does that mean you should go in February versus July? Well, I mean, that's really going to be up to your family and when you can travel. But it just was the first time that I felt, okay, this is really, really in the setting. It's winter, even though we're in Florida, it was unseasonably cold. And now we are stepping into the wizarding world where there should be snow on the ground. And it was just very charming and quaint, And just in my opinion. I agree. It does something to your
3: brain when you go in July heat and you see snow on the roof and you're like, okay, it's beautiful. The Hogwarts castle is stunning. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the ride. But I love it. I think it. you're right. Selena, it is less overwhelming because it's very it just feels like kind of just a small town and you really wouldn't know i mean if you're not a huge fan of harry potter which everybody should be in my opinion but if you're not (laughs) you're still going to enjoy it i feel like it's gonna it's it's very beautiful everything the castle itself and then just the little town is really beautiful
1: Yes, exactly. And that castle, oh my gosh, it's like the centerpiece of Hogsmeade. It is their flagship ride. This is it. So let's get into the attractions a little bit. Let's start with Hogwarts Castle and the Forbidden Journey ride. Oh my gosh, I love this ride so much. But I think more than the ride itself, I love the queue. Just walking through. Yes. Now, for for those of you who haven't been, you can actually just walk through the castle. You can go through the, the queue, even if you don't want to ride the, the rides. You can just let them know that you don't want to ride, um, and they'll show you the path to go. But don't miss out on this. If you are not comfortable with going on the ride, you must go through this castle. It is so detailed, so amazing. I mean what do you guys think is do you have a special part that you like the most it's my favorite part
3: of hogsmeade is the castle walking through and it is i do have to tell put a disclaimer it is probably the most if you are prone to motion sickness that ride especially will get you yeah you need to <laughs> just be <beef laughs> i'm just warning my, yes. my fellow <laughs> yes, I get so sick. I can't even swing on a swing set. I get so sick, and <laughs> but I have to ride the ride at least once when I go. So I I, I come prepared and I I take some Dramamine, but it is I have to do it every time just because I love the I love the queue. I have to walk through the queue and I have to go through the ride. And it, actually, it's my son's favorite ride of all of universal. And I'm like, well, have you written, you wrote Hagrid's? But anyway, <laughs> he still, he loves that ride. And so it's, you know, I'm not going to give, I don't want to give away anything, but he loves, he loves, I guess, feeling like he's in the movie. And that's, that's one of the things he loves most about that ride. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things I love most as well is the cue and you just, like you said, it's so detailed. It's like, you're in the actual castle.
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, like we were talking about the castle, the outside, and at times I feel like when we're on the outside, we're like a Cornish pixie where that has been stunned and we just don't want to leave because the outside is so breathtaking. It's so magical. But when you go in, you are a Hogwarts student, whether you're a kid and you're a current student or whether you're an adult and you're an alumni, going through it just brings I don't, it brings memories that we just never really even had to start with other than our memories from reading the books or if you haven't read the books, you know, the movies. And it just brings those rooms that you would find in Hogwarts Castle alive.
1: It's very visual. It's a very, from start to finish, it's very visual and you feel like you are part of that experience. And I think that's why I love it so much.
0: I think that that's one of the neat parts about the actual attraction, though, is that it does bring in so many pieces from the books. Like you feel like you're playing Quidditch and and that's part of what makes you kind of feel motion sick because of the way that the attraction kind of shifts and shimmies. But and like the spiders and the Dementor, like they put so much detail throughout, Mm -hmm. not just the the actual attraction, too. Yes. I love all of those pieces of the ride. And it makes it worth it for me, too. I also get motion sick. so But it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, we've even got Jamie
2: on from time (laughs) to time because she's like, okay, do you know what? I've taken medicine. I love this. I'm going. She has at times been like, there's Mm -hmm. no way. We've already done enough roller coasters today. I'm not stepping foot. But hey, we have been known to get Jamie on this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is
1: true. It is true. And for those of you that have not been able to visit Hogwarts Castle yet. So part of the queue when you're walking through, you're going to go through the herbology class, you're going to go through the defense of the dark arts classroom, you're going to go through uh, Dumbledore's office, you're going to see the moving pictures. There's so much there. And even you'll see the three main characters, Harry, Ron and Hermione. They become part of the story even in the queue before you get on the actual ride. There's so much to enjoy. So again, I know we, we mentioned this in the last episode. If you've got a fast pass and you can skip the line and not go through that queue, just make sure that you at least go through it once. You would be doing yourself a disservice if you don't. All right. So the next uh, attraction that I wanted to talk about is right when you come out of the right off of the Forbidden Journey ride. Uh, you go through the little shop and then you come out on the side of the castle where you'll find the Flight of the Hippogriff ride. This is, I call it like a junior roller coaster. It's like a family friendly. It's not big. My five-year-old is one of her favorites. I mean, she loves all roller coasters. She's a thrill seeker, but <laughs> she really loved this one. We, we did it several times back to back. And when you're on it, you can see Hagrid's cottage. You can see Buckbeak sitting there perched up in his nest, watching you as you're learning to fly on a hippogriff. And also, in my opinion, I feel like when you get on that ride, you get to see this beautiful view of the entire Hogsmeade area. And for me, I think it's one of the best views in the park. So we definitely, definitely enjoyed that one. Is that. A favorite for anybody
0: I guess I would just say that that one's really short so it's only about 30 seconds long total <laughs> so right. yeah if it, the and line the is extremely very, long
2: yeah I mean just to get to the ride is so long <laughs> and you walked all this way and then it's like 30 seconds and you're done it's just I don't know I'm al- I'm always a little yeah. <laughs> I always want to ride and I'm always disappointed at the end I don't know I guess glutton for punishment who knows <laughs> yeah
3: that's one of those for me personally, just if it's got a short queue, I'll get on. Cause like Selena said, it it has, I like the views mostly, but it's not one that I'm going to wait a long time to ride.
2: Yeah. So,
3: uh, you know, for me, it's a one and done, but my son liked it. He liked, and he's like, can I go on? And I was like, yeah, you can go on. And he's like, I was like, you can go by yourself if you want. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he rode that, you know, a couple times back to back and he really liked it.
1: Mm-hmm. It is fun. But yeah, I, I think the length of it goes along with it being what I consider a junior roller coaster. It's just a short little fun thing to do. It's definitely not going to be your highlight of this park by any means. But speaking of one of the highlights in this park, let's move on to Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. I know you guys have some things to say about this one.
2: This roller coaster is so fantastic! <laughs> And I'm not a roller coaster. Well, okay, I say I'm not a roller coaster rider. I guess this is my year to ride. Sharon, roller you you are. You were
1: nervous and you you got on that thing after you got off the yes. first time, you're like, let's do it again.
2: Yes. Right now. So like <laughs> this is one. I was so excited about it because I was so excited for my roller coaster clients. Like, this is it. I mean, we're talking about seven total launches, the most of any roller coaster in the world a free fall vertical drop that's nearly 17 feet, which is the first roller coaster in the United States to feature, nearly a mile long in length. I mean, and then on top of that, you have enchanted motorcycles. So you can either choose to be a motorcycle rider or a sidecar rider. I mean, this is every Harry Potter fan's dream right here. You're flying deep into the Forbidden Forest. You're going to encounter some of the rarest wizarding world magical creatures. I mean, this is it. And I was not going to write it. Like, that was it. I was not. Everybody was saying, Well, how are you telling this your to pressure. your clients? You know, and I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll listen to you all. I'll come with the family. I'll listen to my boys, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Until we're there last November on the VIP tour. And, You all have heard us say before, the Pineapple Escapes agents were terrible when it comes to peer pressure for each other. Like, (laughs) do as we do. I mean, do as we say, not as we do kind of thing. And there I go. I am on this roller coaster. And when we get to the end, (laughs) I'm screaming, can we please do this again? It was fantastic. I loved it.
1: It was amazing. Hands down my favorite ride. I will pay I pressure heart. anybody
3: to get on that ride. Yes. It is one to be experienced. And it is, I mean, I don't care how scared you are. It's not like the Hulk.
1: You're not going really high. Everybody's got to experience it. You just got to. Stop and it. listen, it's a different experience if you are in the sidecar versus on the motorbike. Absolutely. It is a huge difference. And I think um, most of us, when we went through, we did twice back to back. Now, listen, the only way you can do that right now is if you are on a VIP tour. Because the line is excessively long, and um, as far as I'm aware, right now you cannot use an express pass. Is that still correct? That's correct. Correct. Correct.
3: Now, if you are a child doing child swap, so we had when we went, it was it was my husband and I, and my my he was then eight year old, and then our he was one year old. So we had to do child swap with him uh, because the one year old obviously couldn't get on. So my eight year old got to go on with you know my husband went with him and then when I got to do when we swapped he got to go on again with me so he kind of got he got to go on that ride back to back yes it's kind of a you know a little trick if your kid wants to ride it back to back do child swap because it's it'll give them the, the opportunity so he rode that ride he rode every ride just twice because you know we had to do the twi- child swap and he he loved
2: it I love everybody loved it it's a great ride everybody should write it and selena you are so right like a motorcycle and the sidecar is totally different like i have done both and i prefer the sidecar i sort of like to be safe and secure you know bundled into (laughs) the seat but if you are one that you're like just put me in the minimum restraints possible and let me go flying through Well, then the motorcycle is definitely for you. I also think one of the reasons I didn't like the motorcycle is I'm only 5'2". So I'm on the shorter side of life. And I didn't feel like I could really (laughs) grab the handlebars as well. Maybe because of my height. I don't know. It just didn't feel like I could. I didn't feel as comfortable, you know, truly riding the motorcycle that I would have liked. So... understandable. And I think that's why they maybe
1: provide those two options. I'm not much taller than you. I'm only 5'4", and I will take the motorbike every single time. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) It feels like you are literally riding a motorbike through the air.
3: And it sounds (laughs) like it. It sounds like an actual gas (laughs)
1: station. Yes. So much better than I expected. (laughs) All right. So um, hot tip, get yourself on Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure as soon as possible because you will be so glad that you did. Yes,
2: absolutely. And <laughs> any travel agent you know that you book with, of course, we're hoping that you're booking with Pineapple Escapes. You are here listening to our podcast. We're going to help give you tips so that you can or to give you the best chance to ride it. This is one of the rides that does work off of the virtual queue. Universal does have this new virtual queue system. And, you know, we'll be there to help you figure all of this out and give you those tips and tricks so that hopefully you can ride it when you are on your Universal trip.
1: Exactly. All right. I think that pretty much, I mean, those are the three main attractions there and Hogsmeade. Obviously, there's the Hogwarts Express as well. We went into more detail in episode one, or I mean, part one in our last episode about the Hogwarts Express. Just know that when you get on there, you absolutely must have a park-to-park ticket if you want to ride the Hogwarts Express. And it's 1,000% worth it. Each way, each direction is a different story. It's a different situation and both. Completely awesome! So make sure, if you're going, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you have to have a park ticket and ride the Hogwarts Express. Absolutely. One other little thing uh, that I wanted to mention to you guys that I think is super fun: in the bathrooms, you can actually hear Moaning Myrtle. I can't remember what what does she say in there. I don't know. I just
3: remember it scared me. I didn't know that she did that, (laughs) and I was like, you hear like kind of like do her little giggle, and
0: I'm like, what? yes (laughs) yes <laughs> we just have rewatched. we started again watching the movies because this is what my family does and we just watched the second movie again and that's the one where she's one of the main characters with the chamber of secrets and all of that and i mean it's just amazing the details that they have picked up on even in the bathroom like and you do have to definitely listen for her but even some of the like details in the bathroom are very much like what was in the movie. So that's definitely something to look at.
1: So much detail. They really went all out when they designed this park. It's incredible start to finish. All right, guys, let's talk about food. I think we can skip the butterbeer section. (laughs) of this discussion because no
2: butterbeer discussion come
1: on we just we talked about it for like 10 minutes in last episode so (laughs) i mean listen you you guys (laughs) butterbeer is life it's you you have to have like multiple a day when you're there (laughs) so there's really just the one quick service dining option there in hogsmeade which is the three broomsticks have you all eaten there? Oh yes, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. yes. Because it's like you said, it's really the only dining <laughs> available in Hogsmeade. So yes, and yes. they do the the mobile ordering now there too. So, but you can like you like Sharon said last time, you can also go up to the the cashier and order as well. Right.
1: So this yep. is quick service. So yes, yep. you
3: can definitely do that. Yep. And then it's got the the hogshead attached to it as well.
2: That's right. And I think we mentioned in the part one, I mean, the three broomsticks, it does have some British fare to it. I mean, if you want fish and chips, absolutely get it from the three broomsticks or even the leaky cauldron over in Diagon Alley. But you'll find the three broomsticks is not so British heavy as far as your food selection. So if you have some picky eaters and you're debating which restaurant to eat at, the three broomsticks probably is going to be the better option for you. But it is so yummy. I mean, and the setting is just fabulous. If you go in high season, you know, you will probably experience a little bit of a line to get into there. So think about possibly eating early, like go eat lunch at 11 o'clock, or maybe even a late lunch at two o'clock. Think about those instead of going during that high lunch time. But even then, when we were there in April, We did not time it well. We, well, we knew we weren't going to. We were having fun riding rides and everything. And so we decided to wait in line and still it moved really fast. Like we did not have to wait in line long. It seemed like we were going to have to, based off of the way they had the line go through Hogsmeade because of, I mean, because of COVID. Standards and stuff, but it really moved fast. We were not there long and we were there with six kids. So the fact that we were standing in line with six kids, you know how kids can get when they're hungry. It wasn't that big of a deal.
0: I think that one of the things with Three Broomsticks, too, like Sharon said, is there is a little bit more variety. So, like the kids' menu at Three Broomsticks has chicken fingers, it has mac and cheese. My Anna is super picky. So, this is a big deal for us when we're choosing a restaurant is there has to be things that she will eat but there are fish and chips there is shepherd's pie there is you know more british type soups and salad combos so there's lots of different options and it's a little bit more robust than on the other side my
1: 5 year old had the ribs she devoured them <laughs> <Good for her. laughs> Yay. yeah i mean you wouldn't expect some good ribs from a quick service
2: restaurant in a theme park. But my goodness, they were yummy. Well, and I have yeah, to, that goes for any of the quick service restaurants, in my opinion, at Universal. I feel like they're just all really good And that. I mean, listen, if you're there, definitely go eat in the Wizarding World. It is top notch, you know, but yes, it just the food at Universal is so delicious. But that is definitely for another podcast episode. Exactly.
1: So <laughs> right next to actually, it's kind of a part of three broomsticks is the Hogshead tavern where you can go in and get you can get your butter beers, your pumpkin juice, any of the, the Harry Potter craft beers there. If you just need a little little drink to cool down, this is a great place to go in and get that. So uh, yeah, and it's decorated. pretty cool too. I think that's the aesthetic there is pretty nice inside three broomsticks and hogshead. They've done a great job as they always do.
0: One thing to mention is there are like drink stations and carts out for butterbeer in basically in Hogsmeade. But usually if you go into the tavern, the line is a little bit shorter and it's air conditioned in there. So that's something to kind of remember if you're ready for a butterbeer instead of waiting in lines outdoors in the heat, go inside. Usually the line's shorter and it's cooler.
1: And it's right next to the restroom. Yes, it is. All right, guys, let's talk about the shows. Do you guys have a favorite show?
2: So I think my favorite is the Hogwarts Frog Choir. And I'm not sure why other than it just is something about walking through Hogsmeade, hearing the Frog Choir. I don't necessarily stand and watch the show all the time. I have done it, so... I do have that experience. But just walking through Hogsmeade, hearing the frog choir, and I mean, they have their frogs, and the frogs are definitely croaking, and they are singing beautifully. And it just is, again, brings you to that school atmosphere that's going on. You know, it's it's really great. But the Triwizard Spirit Rally is good as well, too. I don't know. Nikki, have you, have you seen that one? Honestly,
3: I have not I haven't seen any of the shows in Hogsmeade because I'm too busy writing. The writing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame Jeez. you. So,
2: yeah, I mean, well, listen. Or or
3: you know, or doing the wands, you know, doing right. the magic
2: of the wands. There's yeah. so much
1: to do. There
2: yeah, is. you can't do it all. I mean, and like there I said in part 1, I haven't seen really any of the shows in Diagon Alley, but I have seen the two over in Hogsmeade, and but th- to be fair, that is because I saw them before Diagon Alley even existed at Universal. Robert and I just went because hey, we are Potter nerds. That's what you do, and so we did actually watch right. both of them. And the Tri Wizard Spirit Rally is is really fun too. And but my favorite of the two is definitely the Frog Choir.
1: My favorite is the Tri Wizard Spirit Rally. Really? I really like to watch the, yeah, I really like to watch the ladies, the the Bowbattons do their, I like them both. I mean, A lady's you know, you've got legend, so, the yeah. Bow yeah. Yes, yes. They're so poised and I don't know, I just enjoy their little number and then the guys come out there. <laughs> it's just like the complete opposite of the the Bowbattons it's just I don't know it's fun to watch I enjoy it
2: yeah I've that's always actually my thought, favorite movie yeah so. I have always thought the Tri Wizard tournament may would actually make a fun ride too you know like I really maybe there's well they property, used to you know
1: the dragon challenge where well that's true the yes. motorbike
2: yeah
1: did you guys ever ride that I
3: did yes. not ride that so yes it was, was actually a fun ride and back in the day there was like because it was different whichever dragon like you chose
1: two to ride. separate posters right. yeah based on the dragon you know I never got to ride it I know my husband and I we went back in like 2011 I think and we were in the queue which was really cute I love the way it was set up and you're like I remember there being a section where you're like in the tent at the Triwizard tournament um before they go out and you know go up against the dragons but something happened to the ride they had to shut it down for a little bit and we just left and never got to write it but wish we had
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I mean like Nikki said I mean again you know some of the shows that aren't shows you know if you're casting spells through the land I mean like I said last time watching these kids do that or even these adults do (laughs) that that's a show in itself Hogwarts does have a nighttime projection show that is seasonal right now it's I don't wanna say hit or miss because that's not the right term, but it's definitely not like they had the projection going on last October, but it wasn't the same as it usually is. So just definitely check to see if that projection show is going on. But there's so much to do, just like in Diagon Alley, there's so much to mm-hmm. do in Hogsmeade as well too.
1: Well and I think because we're coming up on fall and just a spooky time of year, I think the the dark arts at Hogwarts Castle That light projection show is one that I would, I really want to see because they also kind of cast this green light and fog throughout the park and Death Eaters come out um, and then then they're casting spells throughout the park. So it's more than just the projection show. It's a little bit extra and it just sounds like so much fun. I haven't experienced it yet, but it is on my list. I definitely want to make sure that we are there sometime during the dark arts at Hogwarts Castle. Yeah, they have, they have several. They have, I think they have a special holiday one as well. So yeah, just uh, check the app to see what nights they are doing that projection show while you're there to make sure you catch it. Okay, guys, I know we talked about the interactive wands on the last episode, but I just want to touch base real quick and let everybody know who's listening. There is an Ollivander's in Hogsmeade as well. So you have two chances to actually get in to Ollivanders in Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. The interactive wands are just awesome. It just adds to that experience. And the wands themselves are inspired character wand replicas of the characters in the books. So that also makes it kind of fun. Let's talk about the shops. Yes, who doesn't like shopping? Yes, (laughs) the shops are so darn cute, aren't they? It's like an attraction in itself. So what what are your favorite? What's your favorite shop, Sharon?
2: My favorite is the Outpost. So of course, this is the shop where you can buy your stationery, your quills, your seals, ink, stamps. Of course, because it's the Outpost, they also have the owl related toys and gifts. Uh, but what's really cool about the Outpost is that you can also mail letters complete with a special Hogsmeade postmark. Now, I will say for whatever reason, I have not done that part of the shop yet and it is on my to-do list for the next time I go. I want to like maybe send myself a letter and have that special postmark that they can put on the letter. But I just find it it's a cute little quaint store and it just sort of fits the story very well.
1: I like that too. Um, and yeah, at the outpost, you can get the stationery and the quills and the ink and all that right there and get your Harry Potter theme stamps and send it off. I think that's super cute. I haven't done it either. But yeah, I'm going to. Yep. Jamie, what's
0: your favorite shop? Well, I'm going to steal yours. But Honeydukes. No. Same.
1: My, <laughs> right? My, my kids love candy. it. So, it's candy.
0: Yes. The very first time we went, I don't know what we were thinking, but we turned our kids loose in there and said, oh yeah, get something. It's fine. Like that'll be your souvenir. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. You ended ended up with five chocolate frogs, frogs, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. There's chocolate frogs. And then they wanted like the bags of candy where you can like combine candy. And then there's, uh, there's the butterbeer fudge in there. Like there's just the theming in the store is amazing. So when we watched the movie the other night, we had some Birdie Bots beans in our pantry. So, of course, Anna runs to get the Birdie Bots beans. And I'm like, I'm not eating those. So good luck. But, <laughs> so but they were. <laughs> but yeah, so my kids love that store. But we learned quickly after the first trek in there that we have to set a very firm spending limit because <laughs> it's really easy to go crazy <laughs> in there.
3: It's, it's the little kid in a candy store. <laughs>
0: true
3: <laughs> that's my favorite i like i have to get a chocolate frog every time i go and that, and i usually you know i like the the one in the weasley weasley's wizard we i can never say that yeah. <laughs> in diagon alley but i always i always end up purchasing my chocolate frog from honey Dukes. so it just feels. have you more... tried the little
2: mint frogs
0: no i don't like mint oh the little mint. i
2: have not tried those oh you don't like
0: mint oh Ooh. they're so good so I'm a mint person. When I was pregnant with my kids, I ate more mint than I can even <laughs> begin to explain to any of you. But there are these little mint frogs. They're in a blue package in Honeydukes. Those are totally worth buying. So just okay. my, just a little now, FYI. Do you
1: guys eat your chocolate frogs on the Hogwarts Express?
0: No. Ooh.
2: They may escape. <laughs> Why would you do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, what?
3: <laughs> Usually it's in the hotel and I'm starving.
2: Yeah, I'm just
1: having just <laughs> it in my mouth. Oh, my gosh. Do After you, a long day of walking around the park. Do you keep right. the card,
2: though? You know, the cards that yes. come with those. Do you keep those? Like, I mean, that's really the important question. you know.
1: That's your souvenir. Yes. Right. you got it. That's right. You got. You can eat the frog, but you have to keep right. the card. Right. So, yeah, honey dukes is my favorite, too. It's, I mean, primarily for the aesthetic. I'm a visual person and this shop is just the right kind of whimsy and beauty and candy combined. And this is also where I bought my first pumpkin juice. So it has a little bit of a memory for me as well. All right, guys. So listen, Jamie has been to Hogsmeade in Universal Hollywood in California. So Jamie, tell us about that and how it compares to Hogsmeade in Universal Orlando.
0: So actually just last month, my son and I, Bo and I went to Universal Hollywood and we did the VIP tour there, which I highly recommend. We actually just recorded our podcast that'll go live at some point here about that experience, but it was really a lot of fun. We had a great time. But since we're just focusing on Hogsmeade in this, that is the only part that is at Universal Hollywood. So Universal Hollywood only has Hogsmeade. There's not the Hogwarts Express. There's not Diagon Alley. See, I said it funny, like I'm going to go up the flue. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm weird. It's all good. You're going to end but, up in Nocturne Alley. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But um, so there's only Hogsmeade. And it is very, very similar to what is at Islands of Adventure. It is a smaller footprint, but you can't really tell because of the way that they have it laid out. The view of the castle is a little different. The castle's set up a little bit higher, but the same two rides are there. So it only has the Forbidden Journey, which is in the castle, and it has the castle queue. And then it has Flight of the Hippogriff. And those are the same rides. The movement within Forbidden Journey is a little bit different. Universal Hollywood is kind of in the Hollywood Hills, so it is on a hill. So it's kind of positioned a little bit differently as you go through. But otherwise, it is exactly the same. The stores, the layout, the setup, it's exactly the same. It's just quite a bit smaller. So if you are a big Harry Potter fan, I definitely recommend Universal Orlando. There's definitely a lot more there. You're just going to get a little taste of it at Universal Hollywood. But if you live close, if you're on the West Coast, it's still nice. Bo and I still enjoyed our butter beers, which, you know, hashtag priorities. But <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not nearly as extensive or immersive as Universal Orlando. So that's basically my Cliff Notes version, but basically the same thing, a little bit smaller, a little bit different, but the same. Nice.
1: All right, guys, I think that's going to wrap up our At The Core segment. And we're just going to jump right to the Crushed It segment. For this week, my Crushed It item is a lanyard, basically. And I like to get Hogwarts house or just like a Harry Potter themed lanyard or Hogwarts house lanyard. If you and your group are in different houses, you can represent That's always a lot of fun. But the reason why you want to have a lanyard with you is because if you have a park-to-park ticket, you're going to have to show it, you know, you present it as you enter the train station in order to board the Hogwarts Express. They're going to scan it. Same thing with your Express Pass. You're going to need to have that every time you get on a ride to be able to skip the line and get into that Express Pass lane. So one of the easiest ways to do that is have that lanyard and put your tickets right there in the little pouch. And so it's right there. You've got it. You don't have to go digging your pockets, your purse, etc., to get your ticket out. You just scan it and go. We wore one when we went, we got our own lanyards actually when we did the VIP tour. So if you're doing a VIP tour, you don't have to bring your own lanyards. They're going to give you one. That's one of the perks. So definitely, Recommend getting a lanyard. I'm gonna say, I mean, how many pineapple rings on a lanyard? <laughs> <At> <laughs> I guess five.
2: <laughs> at Universal, five, absolutely. Right. I mean, I can't imagine not having a lanyard, especially if you're staying at one of the premier resorts that offers express pass. Like, if you would had to pull out your wallet or something like that every time to show your room key, like. That would just get a little old. So having that lanyard is great. And on the Real rides, good. you can just stuff it down your shirt if you're on one of the roller coasters and just go like you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. When we did that tour and we were skipping lines left and right. My gosh, it was so nice to just have that scan and walk right through. You don't even have to think about it. Yes. Yep. I agree. That's the end. So thank you guys for joining us today as we discuss the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Universal Orlando Resort and Universal Hollywood. If you missed part one of this podcast, be sure to listen to that as well. Let us know in the comments what your favorite parts of the Wizarding World are. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineapplescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes.